Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number two of the Review Point podcast, coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, the man who calls the shots over at Fanboys Anonymous, Tony Mango. And with me on the panel tonight, we have one of the fanboys here, Tom Jackson. Hello. And one of the fangirls here, Caitlin Dooley. Hey. So if you're unfamiliar with how Review Point works, it's pretty simple. We break down whatever is in our sites for this episode and review whether or not different parts were a hit or a miss, otherwise known as a positive or negative, good or bad, whatever you want to call it. We're going all gimmicky here, so that's why we have a lot of these little kind of phrases, such as the next one coming up, which I'm going to do quite often until everybody gets annoyed with about it. Our target for this edition is Maleficent, a movie that has just recently come out, and it's a retelling of the whole story of Sleeping Beauty. So Disney people are either going to love it or hate it, depending on how much they love Sleeping Beauty. (laughs) Warning, there will be spoilers throughout here, so if you have not seen the movie yet and don't wish to know what happens, bookmark this, go watch the movie, and then come back. Or if you really want to know whether or not you should see it and you don't care about spoilers, then get ready for what we're going to talk about. So, let's just get right into this kind of stuff here. Uh, We're going to kind of go random topics back and forth, and each time that we bring up a new topic, we're going to give a little recap and tell you guys what we think is uh, a hit or a miss in regards to that. So in general, let's start off. Basic idea of the movie in general, repeating myself there, but uh, your overall thoughts, was it a hit or a miss? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Tom? Um, I was severely underwhelmed. Um, I think all the trailers building up to it, Angelina Jolie was just a perfect cast for this movie, and it looked pretty exciting. But behind all kind of the Disney magic and the great CG was just no story. So you're going with a miss? Colossal miss. Like, bigger miss than Battleship. Ouch. That's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, hit or miss? What are your general thoughts about the movie? I think it's a hit. I personally liked it. Um, I like how... They're, I like how generally Disney is straying away from the whole one true love is the first kiss kind of thing. So I thought that was really interesting. And I don't know. I just like how they did it overall. Well, this is going to be, be an interesting kind of setup here because we got one miss, one hit. And damn if I am not annoyed that I set up this as only hit or miss that you can pick because... I used to, back in the old days of the review point thing, I used to have a maybe kind of a spot in the center, which was a ricochet, but that just seemed a little bit too awkward, so that's why I got rid of it. And that's where I would have put this. So, man, I don't know what I'm going to go with for here. So actually, I'm going to skip answering that, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to make a final judgment at the end of this podcast. Spoiler alert. Stay tuned. Oh, challenge accepted. (laughs) So you guys will end up convincing me uh, one way or another. First topic that I'd like to bring up here is just a general breakdown of characters. Maleficent, let's just start off with her. I thought that in general was a hit. Um, She was a lot more likable than I expected her to be. And actually one of the main reasons why I saw this movie was I was curious how they were going to take what is supposed to be one of the biggest villains from Disney and turn her into a protagonist because 
part of me was going into it thinking it would be so funny if little kids go to watch this thinking that Maleficent is the hero and it turns out that we're just watching you know like uh, a Tarantino movie or something like that where even though they're the protagonists they're certainly not good people and you know we'll end up following the evil person and she'll kill people and it'll just be like oh my god what's happening to me Uh, but she ended up being actually pretty likable and I think that's probably entirely due to Angelina Jolie and her involvement in this movie Uh, she went from somebody who had completely a boring story at the very beginning, I thought, and kind of lackluster characterization when she was the little kid to somebody who their motivations were justified. And when she acted in some kind of an evil manner, either she was completely justified in doing it or she went overboard and she understood that she went overboard and then regretted it afterwards. So, um, that ended up being actually one of the best high points of the movie. So that's going to get a hit from me, Maleficent herself. Tom, what do you think about Maleficent? Um, I think, like you said, they found um, a good character in there. I thought they pushed kind of the fallen angel thing quite a bit, like a little too much for me. But I think the parts where I enjoyed this movie were probably 95% Maleficent. I mean, the humor with like the annoying little babies and she would just give all these deadpans, like leave me alone or I don't like you. <laughs> I, th- I thought those were some of the best parts of the movie. Like you said, I think they found interesting ways to give her character the motivation she had, like the reason for the spell and why she could fall asleep and stuff like that. I just wish there was more of it. I mean, there was a good like 30 to 40 minutes of that movie where she's not the protagonist and Aurora the princess is, and she's just like demoted to Edward Cullen watching from the distance. <laughs> That's true. Caitlin? So my biggest gripe oh. with Maleficent is there wasn't enough Maleficent. <laughs> I would only, you know, honestly though, like without the sarcasm, I would liken her to um, how much Superman we got in Man of Steel. Like she was present, but I didn't feel like she was a really driving force of the film. She was just kind of there. Now you're talking Superman, or you're talking Clark Kent? I'm or talking, are you talking uh, Superman, brooding Clark Cal, Kent who Cal acts L. more Kent, like Batman. Any any manifestation of him? Just she didn't have a lot of dialogue. Like she just was kind of this person that was around. Your thoughts, Caitlin? Hit or miss for uh, Maleficent, the character itself? Uh, I think it's definitely a hit. And I complete, I completely agree with everything you just said. I just wish she had more lines. So I thought everything that they actually gave her was so good, and I just wanted to hear more. I actually really liked the one thing that you brought up um, throughout the movie was that deadpan delivery. I think maybe only once during the whole film did I actually laugh out loud. And that was with the line, uh, I hate you to the baby. I was just like, okay, that's good. You got me for that one. Somebody in the audience ended up laughing really hard at a point that was not funny at all. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't a guy. It was a guy. I had like a weird 50 year old guy like behind me who just laughed at, I don't know. He was way too into it. I think that it was like a 50 year old guy for me too. See, I'm telling everybody's got one. That's really awkward. That's really specific. Uh, he laughed at something that wasn't supposed to be funny at all. Like it wasn't the the mud slinging. It wasn't like the the baby jokes or anything like that. It was something really really dumb. Like um, well, that's pretty much the whole movie. <laughs> Basically, 
it was, I can't remember what it was, but it, it, if I can think of it later on, I'll bring it back up. But he laughed, and he laughed this big belly uproarious laugh, <laughs> just like, just like. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Maybe he was a plant. Maybe he works for Disney. Maybe if he was a plant, and it's the same person that ended up falling asleep later, then they lost their job because somebody <laughs> snored about three quarters of the way through the movie. Um. So Maleficent, obviously, the whole movie revolves around her, except for the points where she just kind of stands off on the side. Other characters, uh, there's Aurora, who naturally is, you know, the sleeping beauty. And I gotta admit, kind of a miss. Um, It wasn't that I really disliked her. But I really didn't like the idea that they were so heavy-handed with the whole, like, isn't she beautiful? Isn't she charming? Isn't she... And it's like, I get it! Like, And she's just, like, smiling at everything. Like, somebody could tell oh my her... Gosh. All that... she did for 80% of that movie was smile. Smile and, like, giggle a little bit. And Well, she did have that spell on her. Yeah, that was, like, psychotic, though. So, yeah, I'll make your daughter a creepy little bitch. <laughs> Like, even in the face of danger, she'll just she'll smile at everything. Trees, acorns, who gives a shit? <laughs> we got a deleted scene where somebody comes up to her and they're like, Oh, Aurora, I have bad news. I have AIDS. And she's just smiling. Just like, <laughs> really? Oh, that's a shame. Wait, what's wrong with you? <laughs> that's a shame, but isn't it a lovely day? <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't the sun just beautiful? Smell well, these like flowers. Like how stupefied she was at fucking everything. Yeah. Like, this is my garden with my stream. Wow, amazing. Wow, there's water. Water yeah, like, is such so a, I mean, great. like, where'd the deadpan go? If she thought the baby was ugly, she, she like, how did... Oh. <laughs> Man, I was, like, ripping my hair out. It was horrible. <laughs> so that was kind of bothersome. But at the same time, she did a good enough job, or, well, I should say the writers did a good enough job, that they balanced her out enough where I didn't want to see her get killed, which a lot of the times movies will do that. <laughs> and... uh you know, the, the super cool character or the super interesting guy or something like that. I'll just be like, yeah, he's a douche. Why don't you just decapitate him already? So I didn't want her to die in this, which was good. But something that I mentioned in my review, which you can read on fanboysanonymous.com, little plug there, that I think the reason why part of me liked her is because I felt sorry for Maleficent and I didn't want something to happen to Aurora because it would have sucked for Maleficent. This <laughs> is kind of a shame to be like, yeah, don't kill the girl because nah, that'll that'll make her sad. If she if she hates the girl, yeah, they could kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Only this was written by George R. R. Martin. Plot <laughs> twist: Everyone dies. Yeah. Just be like, everybody's naked. It's amazing. <laughs> Tom, your thoughts on Aurora? Hit or miss? I think just total miss. Just like, what what a wuss. I mean, the go of Caitlin's comments, I think there was like some nice, a um, little bit more modern feel to this, like that goofy little baby scenes, and she was a little more uh, with the deadpan. Then obviously at the end we get a um, much more modern scene, which to me was a little too frozen. But um, but then you get this like princess who's just this like goofball. I mean, to me she didn't even have any characters. She was just like, again, she was just driven by a plot. She just kind of went where the story told her to, and then enjoyed the things she saw, and then she went to sleep. As actually, well, I mean, she did a great job sleeping. I'll, I'll, I'll settle there. <laughs> Loved all the scenes when she was asleep. She nailed it. <laughs> she had the eyes closed. She had, she the, had the eyes uh... closed. She, more importantly, had her mouth shut and not smiling. <laughs> that would have been fucking there. hilarious that was if excellent. she was just, like, smiling in the middle of sleep. 
<laughs> it's like you're in a death-like slumber. Yeah, but it's a good slumber. <laughs> I'd like to see the uh, the behind-the-scenes material where they're like, all right, what's my motivation for the scene? All right, in this scene, you're bubbly and giggly. All right, what was the difference from the other scene? I don't know. Action. <laughs> well, and then, so what's my motivation here? Okay, uh, you're really tired, so you're asleep. And you just stay asleep. <laughs> Caitlin, hit or miss with Aurora. Miss. Any particular reasons why? <laughs> I just hated it. <laughs> Same reason. I just can't stop laughing. <laughs> that sleeping joke. <laughs> no, because now I'm picturing her smiling as she's sleeping. <laughs> what I had a good world. dream there, Godmother. <laughs> we all thought that you were fucking dead. Why are you smiling? But I'm not dead. At least I'm not tired anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that I was to go comfy... look at more things. This was a comfy bed, by the way. That pillow is really sweet. Can you imagine the kingdom? Our lost princess has been found, and they say she's a beauty. Really? Who is she? There, behind that creepy smiling girl? N- no, she is the creepy smiling girl. <laughs> It's like she sends them off to war. She's just like, okay, guys, uh, it sucks, but, um, well, I shouldn't say it sucks. That's kind of mean. But we got to go fight these people. And, um, It'll be yeah, great. For no fucking reason. You'll have fun. Toodles. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> have fun. Half the warrior uh, army comes back dead and maimed. And she's just like, oh, guys, uh, your stuff is all scuffed up. Want me to go clean that for you? We'll get it nice and shiny. <laughs> Let's move on to her father here, Stefan. Or somebody referred to him as just Stefan once in the movie. I don't remember who it was, but it was Stefan, Stefan, Stefan. And then one character just like... from SNL. Hmm? The gay guy that uh, gives the commentary in all the nightclubs on SNL, Stefan. Stefan. <laughs> There's just one dude in the background who's just like, yo, Steve, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> So, Stefan, what a jerk, huh? What a heartless asshole. For a Disney movie? Right. He just he was just a watered-down version of himself from Elysium. <laughs> so For he... a second there, I thought we were watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> Seriously, dude was freaking intense. Well, especially when he grabs those chains, and I didn't understand why he had chains until you realized he used them to burn through her wings. Right, I didn't get it at first either. I was just kind of like, wait, is he gonna, like, garret her? <laughs> I thought he was just gonna, like, cut him off, but... Yeah, that would have been intense, but then the the burning thing? But how does she not feel any of that? I guess it's supposed to be, she... like, that was a really strong roofie that she took. Or yeah. Really yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. It's like, uh, when you take, like, a whole bunch of Ambien or something like that, you give her the whole bottle. So to you make can't sure. feel two of your limbs being burned off. <laughs> well, I thought that he was just going to cut off, like, one of the feathers, because he was kind of, like, looking through the whole thing, and I was just like, oh, he's, like, looking for, you know, a, a feather to cut off or something like that, and that'll be it, because I did not, I we were talking before we started this podcast, and I mentioned it during the review, I have not seen Sleeping Beauty in God knows how many years, maybe 12 years or more or so, 
Actually, probably even more. It might have been like 15 years or so. You don't have um, to lie. You probably watched it a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah. I'm watching it right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a smile on my face. <laughs> uh, so I went into this movie with really not many memories of that. I remembered that Sleeping Beauty slept and she woke up from a kiss and Maleficent turned into a dragon and I thought that she died from falling off a cliff or something like that. And that's really all I could remember. I didn't even remember that the fairies existed in this. I didn't remember the name of Sleeping Beauty. I didn't remember the name of uh, the prince. I thought it was Prince Charming. Turns out that's Cinderella. <laughs> Uh, I, I'll give myself a little bit of credit. I knew Aladdin wasn't in it. So. <laughs> Simba, uh, what are you doing here? Right. So. That's probably what you thought the dad falling off the cliff was. Maybe. Maybe I was just thinking Aww. of Mufasa, which is a better movie. But <laughs> <laughs> Nicolas Cage did not make an appearance. Thank God. So, I would have rather he played Sleeping Beauty. That, that would have been a really, really awkward kiss scene, though. Might as well. Uh, so I was going by basically the trailer, and I was wrongly thinking that i had seen scenes from the trailer of her flying that i hadn't seen yet at that point so at that point where they're getting ready to cut off the wings i'm like oh he's not gonna cut off the wings because she's got to fly in like three more scenes or something like that and then when you know she wakes up and she's crying and she's got no wings i'm just like well there goes that theory <laughs> <laughs> she ain't flying the rest of this movie <laughs> until the end of course because you know that was pretty obvious that they were going to give her wings back you can't do something metaphorically like that and then just be like, nope, screwed, they burned them or something. <laughs> Can I just say, the whole part with her wings in the cage and starts flapping around whatever, I thought it was part of Harry Potter for a second. It just reminded me of something that you'd see in that movie. You know, that actually does, yeah. I just, thought that was so fucked up. He sits there in a room and looks at his like the dismembered parts of his ex-girlfriend. And he's just talking to it. Yeah, that was nuts. Well, how rude of that other guy, though. He saw that he was in a conversation, and he interrupted. <laughs> I'm talking to my wings. <laughs> Can't you see him in a conversation? All right. Well, I hope that those wings are good company. So. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're going to go fight some war or something, dude, and uh, your wife's dying. But you're a jerk in this movie, so it doesn't matter, right? So, yeah, he was an ass. And uh, that actually helped make Maleficent likable, because if he wasn't such an ass... I probably would have rooted for him for part of the movie because when he first cut off the wings, part of me thought, you know what? At least he didn't kill her. He was trying to, I don't know, have his cake and eat it too, sort of. <laughs> but then, of course, it gets more and more insane, and then it's like, well, there goes uh, trying to support this guy. I think I would have liked the movie that was just the two of them more than all the Sleeping Beauty stuff. I mean, I know Sleeping Beauty's the kicker, but like... It opens with like, okay, there's this cool magical fairy world, la di da di da, and there's this human world that like wants to steal all their gems and stuff. I guess I don't really know. They want to like pillage it for things, which I guess that's cool. And there's kind of the whole opposite sides of the warring faction thing. And then there's just like a montage of their relationship, so that we just assume they like each other, and then he cuts off the wings. Yeah, I wish they delved further into why he betrayed her. They use like other two than... montages. Like I, I, I could have seen the kid. Because I saw where they were going with it. Okay, poor boy. I guess we never really explained this. He's a poor boy who was like, wait, you know, probably a yeoman. And he looks up at the castle and his little boy tells Maleficent someday he'll be king. Then he finds out essentially to, the only way to become king is to defeat Maleficent. So he fakes defeating her by cutting off her wings after he drugs her. 
but it's just a lot like there's so much rich interesting character stuff there and then it's just like a montage yeah it's kind of a shame they didn't have a theme song to go with the montage <laughs> not a single theme song i mean it's better than at least they didn't use philip phillips like fucking spider-man 2 <laughs> well they should have just used the south park montage theme that would have worked <laughs> we're gonna need a montage stefan they had like two montages didn't they um well I thought like two because i think there was one when she was like running around just watching little aurora through trees and stuff like that yeah they cut through 16 years in about maybe five minutes 10 minutes right and then you just meet them again and it's just like i really like you now why she's the embodiment of everything you hate right there's know. a lot of evil in this world but you got pretty hair <laughs> The sun, okay. beautiful. I would like to read Maleficent's dialogue, like the the pedophile guy from Family Guy. <laughs> hey there, Beastie, I like your hair. Is Beastie something from Sleepy Beauty? I don't know. The only thing I remember was that scene when they fight with colors. And then the only thing I remember from Sleeping Beauty is that and when the guy gets the sword. Can't help you there. I don't remember when the guy gets the sword. It, that's like the old, that's pretty much all I remember from every Disney movie. Unless the guy's got the sword, I got nothing. <laughs> really boring heterosexual male like that. I just oh cool weapons. All right, right. come in the sword. All right, now obviously we know where this is going to go. Stab, stab. <laughs> poke, poke, poke. <laughs> I can't deny that I'm the same type of kid when I was little, making guns out of pieces of toast or bananas or whatever the fuck. Everything's a weapon. I used to wear a sword on my waist to church every weekend. <laughs> I'm sure. There's a photo of me somewhere, because I know that I wore it enough of me going around in public dressed up as Batman. <laughs> That's what this movie needed, more Batman. Yes, it did. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I wasn't in the movie. <laughs> so, I'm going to give Stefan a hit. I think uh, if you didn't have him be that type of a jerk, and you didn't have at least some kind of motivation there, although as we touched upon, it should have been um, built upon a little bit more Then it. The whole movie wouldn't have worked. So he gets a hit for me, Tom hit or miss. Um, like you said, I think he was just a great bad guy. You love to hate. I loved his Sauron armor at the end or Sour man armor at the end with the spikes on the back for no reason, just to be villainous black spikes. So I'm going to give him a total hit and I really wish he beat Maleficent. So we didn't have Batman, but we had Shredder. <laughs> Super Shredder, I dare say. Oh, well, there's Kevin Nash for you. Caitlin, hit or miss? Uh, I guess hit. Same reasons? Basically, yeah. I don't know, he just wasn't my favorite, but I also give him a hit. I'm going to transition this from, instead of just talking about one specific character, to something in general, because this uh, brings up a point that I ended up making one of my big miss things throughout this movie. And I'm really curious to get your opinion on this, especially, Caitlin. Men are bastards in this movie. There's not a single guy who is not some kind of a negative uh, part of this movie. Stefan, we already established, heartless jerk who is greedy and abusive and essentially, I mean, the metaphor is not lost, essentially date rapes uh, Maleficent. Then you've got the king who was before him and his soldiers. They're just total warmongers. <laughs> and the king is even on his deathbed. And he says, like, oh, all you bastards are waiting for me to die. And I fucking know it. <laughs> so it's like they're not even loyal to the king that they're willing to go fight for and everything. 
the big tree creatures are masculine and they're brainless brutes. Tiaval, who we'll talk about a little bit more uh, when we break down some more characters, he's the dirty servant who's just like, oh, I can be turned into a dog, like men are dogs, that kind of a thing. And then you've got Prince Phillips, a mimbo. Oh, total just One Direction wannabe. <laughs> a moron klutz. <laughs> like, seems like a nice guy. Seems like he could be a little honorable or whatever like that. And it's like, complete idiot. <laughs> Why do you think there was so much war in the Dark Ages? King Philip, what do we do? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. My girlfriend smiles at everything, and that seems like that's okay. <laughs> like can riding you... through the woods lost on a white horse. Can you ever imagine those two ruling two kingdoms <laughs> where everything's optimistic for her? And then when people are like, oh, my God, we need somebody with some sense. Prince Philip, can you help us out here? And he's like, duh, I don't know. <laughs> There's been a famine for three years. Oh, <laughs> when did oh I get God, to the all castle? The women are dead? You've been in the castle for like 10 years, dude. You've been our king for all this time. I didn't know. He's the best that, ro- that the royal resources could churn out. That's the best they got. <laughs> so that was a shame. Uh, of course, that's me being like trying to be hypocritical and trying don't to be, be jealous. You know, uh, as you know, rude and as uh, much criticism I guess I could possibly get. Of course, that was not something that they meant to do. Uh, which, if they did mean to do that, they fucking pulled it off. <laughs> so, Tom, did you think that throughout the movie too? Being a guy, like, did that kind of bother you? I mean, it didn't um, bother me, but you know what I mean. I didn't really care. I guess I didn't mind it as much because Angelina Jolie, like, she was a good like authority. Like, whenever she thought, like, she had a fucking plan, I'd be like, all right, whatever you say, you got a crazy leather helmet hat on, I'm not going to fuck with you. Um, I didn't think Theoval was that bad. I think I think he was, like, the quintessential kind of right-hand man. He just kind of was there for commentary to do what she said. Um, but I guess, like, and I'm, I'm a big supporter of the tree guys. I went to that movie for those tree guys. Really? Yeah, see, that's the thing with these Disney movies, these, like, modern live-action Disney princess movies. I always think I have really interesting character design and then just, like, no actual movies. I think, like, they put these, like, cool things in, like, the trailers, like, oh, cool, like, an army pig stag crazy war battle. I'll pay ten bucks to see that, and it's in there for, like, two minutes. <laughs> um, but to get back to the earlier point and not totally freak out about how much I like high-concept stuff, yeah, I guess, I mean, I thought most of the characters in this movie were passive, so... I guess all the the fact that the guys weren't these great swashbuckling heroes, I guess didn't really surprise me that much. But again, I think the villains are what made this movie. You know, I thought the scenes with the king were really felt real, and that really enabled um, Stefan's motivation. Like that should that if that's how the king is, imagine what he was brought up in. That king's the embodiment of what that guy just daydreams about, and what he what he lusts after, and that's it. Good point. So, female perspective, Caitlin. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's something that uh, that popped in your mind throughout the movie, or I have no idea. <laughs> it didn't hit me until after the movie was over with, and then I started thinking about it. No, but I think uh... you're harping on something. I mean, the fact is, it's 2014, and there's got to be a point where Disney starts modernizing. I mean, yeah. everyone can't be bim- like all the girls can't be bimbos, and all the guys can't have like enormous chests and really believe in you know, chivalry and honor and all that stuff. No, no, I actually think that that ended up being 
I mean, I give that a miss in theory, but it's like I said, it's me like joking around giving it a miss. I'm glad that uh, Maleficent ended up being somebody who wasn't just like dependent upon a man or something like that. Cause it's like, that's stupid. Every fucking movie needs to do that. No, like uh, I, I'm somebody who I make this argument a lot when I see a lot of things when people go like, Oh, well, um, you know, uh, anything a man can do, uh, a woman could do better. Or like, Oh, women are pointless for different stuff. And I, to me, it's always like, why can't there just be equality for stuff? Like it, it doesn't make sense to me why you can't have equal grounds. Like why can't there be a wonder woman movie now that they're doing this kind of stuff where it's like, Oh, wonder woman's not appealing to people. She's fucking wonder woman. Give her a fucking movie. Like I would much rather see a wonder woman movie than this stupid ass project that they're working on of the metal men. I don't want to see the metal men. I think it's (laughs) stupid as hell. Give me wonder woman. And have Wonder Woman kick ass and make Steve Trevor look like he needs Wonder Woman's help because that's the character. You would rather see a super-powered female demigod than an army of men made out of assorted metals from the periodic table? Yes. <laughs> what are you thinking? Give I can't me, wait to see Nickel on the big screen. Give me the third biggest character from the DC pantheon over Magnesium Man or whatever the <laughs> fuck he is. Uh so uh, there's a lot of people that always criticize movies and they go back and forth between misogynist men that criticize movies like the resident evil ones. And they're like, Oh, why is there a woman fighting in there? Because there's a fucking woman who cares. Just go see the movie. If you, and if you don't like the movie, then you don't like the movie. I don't like the movies, but that's cause I don't like resident evil. Uh, but I, I like more money than green lantern. Yeah. It's like, but I like kill bill and never pisses me off at all when i watch kill bill to think that she's beating the crap out of uh bill or whatever good she's the protagonist she should uh and then there's also the opposite side when there's people that are uh more on the all men uh suck kind of train and it's like oh well we gotta show well this is actually i'm getting into another thing here that we can kind of tie into maleficent too but um the mentality that some producers have, which really bothers me when they go, okay, well, we got to make this female character look like she can do whatever a guy can do. And it's like, well, you don't need to make her do that. Just have her do it. Like, right. I don't question the fact that Black Widow kicks ass in the Avengers because she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She doesn't have to be like one-upping Hawkeye and being like, see, because I'm a woman, I did whatever. It's like, well, I like her better than Hawkeye. Hawkeye can go fuck off. <laughs> so I was really glad that in this movie, Maleficent was able to hold that on her own. And that she didn't need to be some kind of a uh, dependable kind of, uh, I don't want to say like damsel in distress because it's more of Aurora's uh, situation, but... She didn't fall into those categories. And even Aurora didn't to an extent. She wasn't just, where's the prince? He should come save me. Oh, wait, he tripped over his own sword and stabbed himself because he's an idiot. Uh, So that was good. Um, That's kind of my actual thing instead of the jokey all men are bastards thing. So for anybody who's like pissed off about that, it's all lighthearted. You brought up the creatures, though. Tom, and you said that you were really fond of that. So that gets a hit for you, the different creature designs? 
Yeah, I was really. I thought. I mean, I. I'm talking mostly about the army in the beginning. I didn't care for like the little obese troll toad things. Okay, there you go. Because that's what I was gonna get into. Yeah, th- those weren't fun at all. But the big, the the big set pieces. That big. Um, the big tree thing the on the hog. What's that? That big tree thing on the hog. Yeah, with like this giant stone lance thing. And that was pretty sick. They were pretty awesome. Like pretty much everything that looks good about this movie. Ninety percent of what looks good about this movie in the trailer is in the first ten minutes. <laughs> but those parts to me, that that was to me, there was like a lot there. That that was a lot of fun. That even in like Snow White and the Huntsman had kind of two scenes with a similar aesthetic. Um, that made it worth it for me. Um, so I I think more of that and this could have been an excellent movie. Now I didn't see Snow White and the Huntsman. Did they have the dwarves in that? Yeah, they had yeah because they weren't played by midgets and it was this huge to do. But what, yeah, they, they had them. They, they they rescued them from the evil force and they went to this mystical force and there was a giant magical stag and they fought all kinds of magic creatures and it was I mean it's essentially like a if you ever wanted like a darker version of the Hobbit that wasn't like super kid booky. It was kind of that for like five minutes. Hmm. I never so, liked yeah, like, I can see where the, where the proof of concept is in a lot of these things in those moments. But then they just get rid of it all. Like apparently there's a whole fucking war between fairies and humans. That sounds compelling. And then we just get rid of it. <laughs> so I'm really glad you brought up those little fucking obese troll things. Because you're going to talk about a miss. Those things. <laughs> They're the worst part of Star Wars brought back around. No one thought it was funny when Jar Jar Binks slings shit like a fucking monkey. And then Disney invents a whole species to do it. <laughs> it kind of made me think it was Dobby from Harry Potter. Yeah, just definitely ate Dobby. way too much. Because <laughs> those things were hideous. And I thought they were cute. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. You did? I did. Like the whole sling in the mud and then I thought well, that was adorable. Oh, God, I would have killed those things so fast if yeah, I was in that. You fat little piece of shit. I would have kicked curbstone that fucking little fat Dobby elephant. <laughs> God, where's that scene in the movie where somebody curb stomps it? <laughs> yeah, come on. Be a modern woman, Maleficent. They're like, we're going to invent curbs for this purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially, I mean, it took her, what, like three seconds to conquer the entire fairy kingdom? Yeah, right. probably because 90 see that's the big conceit of the fairy kingdom they have like 30 really cool ent warriors and a bunch of fat asses <laughs> oh and then one random hydra thing that never comes back again what was that i don't remember that there was one point during that fight there was that big it, it kind of looked like like a like a drake kind of like a dragon but it was real long and slender that was like burrowing through the ground and oh okay yeah after those really, was it just me or was that those scenes when she like shouted like to the army like really awkward? They're like two football fields apart. She's like, oh, "I will defend this land," and they're like, "No, no, you won't." Like everything's <laughs> funny from a distance. So I just couldn't take those parts seriously. <laughs> Be gone from this place now! No. <laughs> nah. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> now, on second thought, uh. Stabby, stabby. <laughs> we want your shiny stuff. You, but the protectors will arise to defend this kid. It was just people writing melodrama as well as they could. <laughs> They're like, we need to test our iron swords on something. Bring out some <laughs> yeah. of your fat asses so we can stab them. <laughs> so when we get to that inner secret army we keep hearing about. Maybe that's what they were trying to get to. Whatever the, those little things were eating. Yeah, well, they like hinted that there was like some kind of like gem pool. 
but so I don't even know. And they even like one time, this is me being like really overcritical. But at one point, they referred to Maleficent as a pixie and not a fairy. So I assume that's why she was just in charge, and all the other fairies, all they had were like baking powers. <laughs> baking us fairy. Well, they did. I will summon the tree guards. We'll go make pies and cakes. <laughs> okay. Well, great. I hope we win, or else the party is not going to be that great. It's like the whole movie turns out to just be the origin story of how they got baking powder because it came from baking powers. You know what I would have preferred? I would have preferred that Robin Williams did mocap and played the three fairies. Just oh Mrs. Doubtfire the whole time. I would have liked Wait, that better too. can we too. talk about those three stupid fairies? Uh, well, definitely, yeah. We'll, we throw all of these kind of in with the creatures because okay. I'll let you go first though. All right. I really hated those stupid fairies. Thank yeah. God. So did I. I think they dumbed them down way too much. Were they not like that in Sleeping Beauty? I don't remember. No, the All really... I remember is her sleeping in the original. Well, the problem in the original... So in the original one... Well, I should say, in this one, Maleficent kind of plays the role that the fairies do. Because they, they take her away out of the kingdom and they hide her and protect her. But like they kind of open her up to this world and like... Like, they're fairy godmothers. Like, fairy godmothers do nothing but good things for you. So these, like, super awesome forces in your life. And then, they, okay, my big thing with them in this is they have to be, like, the most neglectful fucking fairies in the whole world. Yeah, they left world. the baby outside. Immediately. <laughs> immediately when they got her. They put her I down. This is off to a great start. Right. They put her down. They get bigger. And then they go into the fucking shack by themselves. They just do nothing. What are they doing in there? I hope they're fighting something unbelievably evil and dangerous. Otherwise, they're just pointless characters. And you know what? Another little plot hole thing throughout this movie is that I didn't just think about until right now. Stefan thinks, okay, we've got this curse. So let's get rid of all the spinning wheels. Makes sense. All right. right. Yeah. No spinning wheels. She can't poke her finger on one. All right. And she needs to go live in some other fucking area for 16 years. Why? Stefan doesn't believe in half measures. She is really uh, in danger here. So let's move her completely away from civilization and all of our army that can protect them. Why don't you just put metal gloves on her on her 18th birthday? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Like, how hard is this? Just lock her in a room. Right. Put her to sleep then. You've got a bunch of that rapey sleep juice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the toy tie-ins for this are going to be hilarious. <laughs> this week at McDonald's. Rapey sleep juice beauty in this. Well, if you could get it when he was a peasant, I assume it's probably around. Yeah, that that whole part. Because I thought they really made it... Because I think on paper, the a curse that makes lets your daughter be beautiful and live a normal life until she's 16, then she'll fall asleep. Oh my god, you're going to kill her? No, no, she'll, she'll just be asleep. She's not, she's not dead. I'm not a monster. Like... <laughs> I feel like they did a good job of selling that, but they really didn't sell that spindle thing. Like, they just burned them all and shut the door and just left them all there. Right. And it's like, well, you couldn't have just given them away. Burned them more. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know what you could do? If you keep her in the castle, you raise her for 15 years of, hey, whatever you do, don't ever touch a fucking spinning wheel because... <laughs> There was this witch that fucking cursed you, and if you do, you'll fucking die. No, 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 stop smiling. I'm being serious. <laughs> but spinning like, wheels are Like, why don't you just teach her to not touch sharp objects? 
Yeah, you could just do that off. too. Sure as fuck, the fairies didn't. The way how neglectful they are. They did. Yeah, I thought she would have touched one there. <laughs> they probably would have given it to her. Yeah, there, not hold back this in for a second. Safe castle. <laughs> yeah, right. What weren't you supposed to do? I don't know. Compass with the sewing. They were just useless. And they're real, I thought they were like really strange looking when they were small too. Oh yeah, I um I did not like these fairies at all. I didn't like the characters. I didn't like the looks of them. I thought that they were <laughs> annoying as hell. Especially like the one. Look. I don't like how they sound. The one of them, the uh, God, I, I knew the names when they were saying it throughout the movie, and I. Which color? Blue. Oh, blue the butterfly one. The blue, I really couldn't stand because it seemed like all she ever did was laugh this really obnoxious laugh. She was supposed to be the zany one. Really? I thought they were all just supposed to be brain dead. I don't know. I thought the green one was supposed to be like the dumb Sarah Michelle Geller one. Like well, she didn't even make a, she didn't even give her a wish. How about you say? How about she has calluses on all her fingers? <laughs> <laughs> how about she doesn't have fingers? That's I wish that princess. whenever you become close to a spinning wheel, you turn around and go away. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> there make it goes. Her, make the her fucking... into the thing from Fantastic Four. <laughs> but we had the the one the the pink one that was really kind of like the. I guess you could say like the one that actually knew what the fuck she was supposed to be doing. I think she was the leader. Yeah. And she was kind of annoying, but I mean, she wasn't as bad as the other two. And then the complete brain dead idiot. And then the one that just snickered a lot. But I think the problem there is this is getting, there was no, like at that point in the movie, there was no plot. Like it was just things happening for, for Maleficent to watch. So she kind of started warming up to the little girl. Like it was just a good half hour of like, bye godmothers, walks in the woods, pan back to Maleficent watching through the trees with her eyes wide open, like, mmm. What's going to happen to this baby now that I can save her from, <laughs> even though I don't like it? Like it was just like, I mean, to me, that was, to me that was probably the slowest part. It was like a good half hour there where it's just like fairies in Aurora, that fucking smile, and then a little bit of Maleficent. And if their job is supposed to be to protect this baby at like all costs... Where to the point where they think that if something happens to her, the king is going to fucking kill them. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, go play near the fucking cliff. That's fine. <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> Meanwhile, we'll sit here and throw a uh, flower at each other. And here's your birthday cake. <laughs> cake powers. Might be poisoned. We don't know. Hey, they only get to be useful like twice a year. Christmas and birthday. Maybe Halloween. <laughs> Maybe April Fools. Maybe April Fools. Probably Easter. I'll tell you what. You know why they probably definitely kept... Valentine's Day. <laughs> they probably kept doing such a bad job because they were getting false recognition for everything. <laughs> because they'd bake a dumbass birthday cake, and Aurora would just be like, "Isn't that lovely? Thank you guys. I love it. This is the best tasting cake ever." <laughs> oh, but your other ones were the best tasting cake ever as well. And they're like, "Oh." We can fucking bake cakes well. Awesome. Why don't you go play with this box cutter or something? <laughs> she kind of reminds me of the the girls from that dude Shaq north of the wall in Game of Thrones. Where like they've never experienced everything, so they like everything. Reference is totally over my head. I've never seen Oh, you gotta see Thrones. Have you not seen Thrones? Nope. Oh, you would have been better off watching five minutes of Game of Thrones on repeat than seeing this movie for two hours. <laughs> Like, any five minutes. It's usually either someone naked or dying. 
Mm-hmm. It's true. There's a lot more references. Or a combination of both. Or a combination of the two. <laughs> Dying naked. Are you mean tell me that's not happening in uh, Maleficent? So well, you don't know what those little troll things are up to all the time. <laughs> there's got, well, there's so many of them. <laughs> those hideous little fucks. It's like a combination of Dolby the house elf and those stupid Furbies. Oh, God. Uh, now I'm not going to unbe able to see that. <laughs> I think I buried my Furby. It wouldn't stop talking. I lit mine on fire. <laughs> those I both sound like awesome fire. ideas. I should have gotten a Furby just to do both. My boyfriend actually still has a Furby in the room, and it's freaky. Well, they're trying to bring him back. Yeah, he has the new one because he found it in the street, and for some Man, reason he decided. Man, Hollywood's out of it. ideas. Where's the fucking toy company that they're bringing? They're rebooting Furby. <laughs> God, they're gonna do a movie, aren't they? So if we didn't have enough nightmares, you know. Well, you know, in a world where Smurfs too grosses more than Green Lantern, anything's possible. I can see it now, Furby Starling Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> okay, we'll give him another shot John Carter duh that's a shame man that poor guy's career starring Jaden Smith as the Black Furby <laughs> when he's done did you see he's playing Trayvon Martin no Samuel L. Jackson as the Black Furby <laughs> alright maybe I would watch Shut that fuck up. I would probably watch that movie then yeah I'd watch that movie I mean I would have watched this movie if, if Samuel L. Jackson was Maleficent Oh, hell no, you just took my wings. If you have like 10 minutes, you just the cast. If he would have been one of those little troll things, that would have upped their ante. That would have been cool. You know, honestly, where the fuck was that whole army when she was storming the... You remember that time when she had like nine tree dudes and they just destroyed like just huge legions of humans? Yeah, and like one swoop. Yeah, that movie probably should have been over in like eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> To just be like, yo, a couple tree guys, can you go, like, kill fucking everybody in this castle? She would have rode in the castle on her fucking grass snake thing. Been like, what's up, dude? Because apparently dismembered wings can be reattached. Well, I don't think we need to start going through the logic of the movie when we've got a bunch of other stuff happening. That's true. That's true. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hating to hate at this point. <laughs> so, creatures, I'm going total miss here. Because not only did I hate the fairies, not only did I hate the uh, little troll, troll. things, <laughs> not only did I hate the other fairies and the other weird-ass things that were popping up here and there, but I didn't like the tree guys either. Uh, wow. That's that's something that I've always criticized the second Lord of the Rings movie for, because fucking trees in that one, too. Um <laughs> And that's probably something that I'm going to be bringing back when we review Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll be like, another fucking tree. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's all these talking trees in movies now. Goddamn kids and your talking trees. Right. Let's just make a Pokemon movie about fucking Bellsprout for the whole thing. And just talking trees the whole fucking time. Pseudo Wudo. There's a tree Pokemon. There you go. Pseudo Wudo. Hey, he's actually kind of cool. Um, if they were all Pseudo Wudo in this movie, I'd probably like that better. So I'm giving it a miss. Caitlin, what are you giving the creatures slash fairies slash Furby troll mini me things? <laughs> Complete miss. Tom? Um I am going to obviously disagree and say I like the little the I like the tree army, partially just because they kicked all the dumb people's asses. And I really wish they would have come back and done it again. But as for the little mutant Eeyore chubby things, just 
really horrible. Where's the Disney magic? Can we just like refer to them as Danny DeVitos? <laughs> <laughs> so much of the Danny DeVito, those character designs. God, now I want to see Danny DeVito and Sam Jackson play those characters. <laughs> She's yes. on a fan cast. I would pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, we knocked out Maleficent, we knocked out Stefan, we knocked out Aurora and all her smiling, giggly, bubbliness creatures are out of the way. We've got uh, Diaval. We didn't really talk about him too much, which that wasn't his name in Sleeping Beauty. I actually looked that up when I was going through some random facts, but they switched it because they were just like, ah, it sounds kind of more like Devil that way, and it's not Diablo. Apparently that was his name. Oh. I thought that he was kind of cool. He was really on this uh, path of becoming a creepy stalker, and they ended up making him charming instead. And um, there's one particular scene in the movie where I was just like, if they didn't pull that off, it would have been really weird. And that's when uh, he says to Aurora, like, I've been watching you since you were little, and then he kisses her hand or something like that. Oh, the worst. If they would have made him creepier, at that point that would have just been... Very awkward. Like, I've been watching you since you were a little girl. <laughs> it's the Edward Cullen thing again. I've just been watching you sleep. For how fucking long? All night. Oh, my God. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love that dream. you're watching me sleep. <laughs> Cue Sting. Every breath you YouTube gives us a copyright ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was out of key. They won't know it's me. They won't know it's Sting. <laughs> So I liked him. He's got a hit for me. I thought that he had some pretty funny lines throughout the whole thing. I thought that using the crow for some kind of reaction shots was kind of funny here and there. Um, some of them didn't hit as much. The part with um, Aurora is going to fall off the cliff, and you know he's like, "Oh, I can't watch," and whatever, and you know that she's not going to just like splat and die. Uh, <laughs> no matter how much you want her to splat and die, <laughs> she'll still be smiling. <laughs> yeah, and they just find her face on a rock. It'll be like that. Where, like, the, end of, uh, the end of Batman 89, where the Joker's yeah. still smiling after falling. <laughs> Aurora's still smiling. They're like, the hell? She's dead. Yeah, but that was a fun fall. <laughs> a fucked up curse. <laughs> uh, so he gets a hit for me. Caitlin, hit or miss. I loved him. I think he was my favorite character. Um,. Yeah, he had a lot of funny lines, especially the one that he gets turned into a dog. Or, no, a wolf. That was funny. So, I gave him a hit. Tom? Yeah, I liked him a lot. I know I mentioned we were off there that I just loved how much he looked like a more handsome Stephen Moffat of Doctor Who fame. And I was really pulling for him to be the uh, the unsuspecting true love kiss at the end. Yes! Seriously, that was, that's what I thought. Really had my fingers crossed for him. Because, like, I mean, honestly, he probably had an equal amount of dialogue to Maleficent. So he, to me, he, he was by far my favorite character. He was the most interesting. He had a nice little character arc. He had cool powers, even though he was the most fucking useless dragon. He was probably about as useful as those dragons from PBS would have been in that fight. <laughs> it took him like three seconds to get chained up. Like, how did you just make a mess of yourself like that? That's funny that you brought that up about the kiss thing, though, because I started thinking that throughout the movie, too. When it seemed think... like he was the only one that was like supportive of her. I was just <laughs> like, don't tell me that she's going to end up making out with a crow. That's going to be, be anything. He could be an octopus. She'll be like, oh, it's fantastic. We'll never run out of things to do together. Um, but I, I guess. Think of the sex position. <laughs> She's like, what's better than two hands? Eight. 
Um, <laughs> this is kind of weird. We're on to something, guys. I think we need to rewrite this movie. We need to do uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Danny DeVito and just constantly following and turn into an Yeah, some kind of weird uh, Japanese director can do this because they love the whole sex with an octopus thing. <laughs> it's going to do great overseas, guys. Right. I feel like the new Pacific Rim. We'll try to get Angelina Julie and she'll be uh, involved and she'll just be like, what? Get some washed up chick to be the princess. Get like, uh, who's that? Who's that famous girl from American Pie that was in Sharknado? Tara Reid. Yeah, that's it. She'll be princess. She'll be Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> she needs a paycheck. She's like what, like twenty grand? Uh, you're pretty sure she, she wouldn't just be another one of the trolls. <laughs> she could be like that one dumbass pixie or something. The blue one. Um, no, but I, actually, like, I guess at this point, the unsuspecting kind of like best friend is like romantic comedy ending where the sidekick best friend guys, the true love has been overdone. Yeah. So instead they wanted to rip Disney wanted to rip off of itself and give it the same ending as frozen. I never saw frozen. You're not <gasps> How? I, I have it downloaded by which I mean paid. Sure. From iTunes. Yes. But, yes. Downloaded from iTunes. Yes. But don't you just want to build a snowman? Everybody's been making this joke, and I don't get it. Oh, my God, you see it. People should be terrified of Frozen. Do you think that the seventh largest company in the world just happens to make a movie about endless winter during the worst winter of the last 20 years? (laughs) Disney has a weather machine. Better hope they don't come out with a movie called, like, Summer Heat. Right. Horrible. If they come out with, like, a hurricane one, I'm, like, running. Yeah, see? Exactly. Disney bought the rights of Twister. And they're coming out with oh, God. Just go to Canada. Teddy Twister, a new take on the tale. With the... <laughs> He's not as powerful as the other plane. tornadoes are. <laughs> they can do a plane's emergency response tie-in. <laughs> Except it's really grounded in realism. God, how awful would that be if they did like the emergency response thing and they're like, because of a wildfire in California that we're starting next month. <laughs> 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 well, then in the movie planes, they got to transport just mutilated bodies. And what's that smell, Zumi? That's the smell of rotting flesh. <laughs> That's the smell of a huge box office taking. Why is that one smiling? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah, okay, now I can imagine Aurora being in the middle of a trapped uh, forest, big forest fire, and she's just like, "You can roast a lot of marshmallows today." <laughs> <laughs> I completely lost our train of thought here. What were we talking about? We were, we, we went from evil for a minute. Oh, I think I, I, I tried to bring it back around to the crow guy and then we just tangent it again. Somehow we got into frozen when we were talking, well, when we talk about the ending of a movie, I'll explain where I'm coming from with that. But uh, Caitlin can give her, Oh, Caitlin can talk about the bird first. Wait, we didn't already. Oh no, she did. She mentioned the bird. The bird was the word. Oh God. What Good is looking this? that song out of your head? Not is this about Frozen Goose? This is from, from Maleficent that I didn't pay attention to. The Crow Guy. I, 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 don't, I don't actually know the Crow Guy's name. I've just been making noises whenever I say his name. Is his name Theoval? I thought yeah. it was Theovald. And apparently it's spelled D-I-A-V-A-L. Diaval. Oh, yeah. yeah, I just thought, yeah I've been way off. I've been saying it with a T-H. I thought it was Theovald. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
You know, they sound like yeah. a bunch of old moms. Oh, that character. What's his name? <laughs> what's his name? Theodore. <laughs> Gandolfini. Stumbledore, mom. God damn it. Who's a Gandolfini? Yeah, my mom. Well, my mom thinks Lord of the Rings about Ego and his friend Gandolfini. <laughs> Just tie that into Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or she said, uh, <laughs> Dusseldorf, the small town in Germany. That's the that's the uh, that's the principal of Hogwarts. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, Crow guy, Diaval, Theovalt, Theodore. Do we have to talk about Philip? Old Teddy. Yeah, let's let's throw something out about Philip there. He even has Phillip. a boy band name. Philip the Mundo. <laughs> Philip the Pointless. <laughs> He's like, I uh, wanted to get to the castle. Don't know where that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna ride my fucking horse full speed through the woods until I find something. Right. Hey, I woke up. I'm in the castle. That's. Hey, that's where I was supposed to be. <laughs> cool. So, uh, what's up with the uh, sleeping chick? Kind of hot. Sort of want to bang. Yeah, but he took forever trying to kiss her. Yeah. He was Well, nervous. to be fair, I mean, that's an awkward situation. Where you got three little pixie things, and they're like, could you just fucking kiss her already? And he's like, but she's unconscious, and His no means no. And... Yeah, he doesn't know if he likes girls. He's like, I haven't even practiced roofing yet. I don't want to skip the next <laughs> level. The king said you have to give them the juice first. <laughs> this is a horrible rewrite that we're making. <laughs> it can't get much worse. Yeah, it can. We can make the people that throw mud better. We're, we're saying that now. There's still time in this podcast. It'll get worse. <laughs> well, like, how do you describe Philip? Like, Philip is a prince who... Wants to get to the castle because... You know what's the best way to describe him? Tell me. Smiley. (laughs) They attract each other based off of their magnetic smiles. (laughs) Because really, I mean, he doesn't really do that much else than smile, too. It's like a good commentary on society. See, kids, beautiful people are nothing but smiles and bullshit. (laughs) I bet there's a whole, just... uh, like a whole section of the audience though that are just like, oh, isn't Philip cute? I like that he's like the only guy that was like wearing medieval clothes. Like he had like the poofy sleeves and like was definitely had tights on and shit. Like nobody else was dressed like that. Like all those mason guys that were working all night building the iron pointy things were like sweaty, like missing an eyeball. They were straight out of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, essentially, they just took all those guys, kept them in costume, quick filmed a movie. We already established that the, relatives. We established that the king was right out of the new Ninja Turtles movie. Dude, that armor though. Come on. <laughs> Random spikes on the back. Why? Just in case. <laughs> Tax from above. Right. <laughs> He's yeah. just gonna turn into a fucking bleed ball from Marvel. <laughs> All he needed was pockets on his uh, on his quads and he would have been set <laughs> straight from the nineties. <laughs> So, I think Phil, you know what's funny enough? I think Philip was fan service. Why makes you say that? Why well, because in the original movie, I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember so she falls asleep. Maleficent takes over the palace and surrounds the palace with thorns. So Philip is drawn like like a uh, Bruce Tim superhero with like really skinny legs and just a massive chest. 
Yeah, completely like, top heavy. The problem, and they're like, oh, this beautiful girl is trapped in a tower. So they give him this mag- They give him a magic sword that like glows white, so it kind of looks like a lightsaber, but different. So really awesome. And he jumps on his white horse and he fights the dragon. Fights his way through the thorns, which granted thorns aren't the most impressive villain, but you know, it's just, it's a plus. So yeah. he falls away in the castle. <laughs> it's a one-dimensional villain for a one-dimensional hero. What? One-dimensional villain for one-dimensional hero. Exactly. You've got muscles. You're a good guy. <laughs> Go stab things. At least okay. he's consistent. <laughs> I was tying back my little uh, funny, oh my god, all the men are bastards kind of comment. I was really hoping that after they established that Philip was a complete idiot, that he would have some kind of redemption. <laughs> and that there would be, like, because even though they, we went through the whole thing, we were making fun of Aurora because she was all optimistic and everything. There is one scene in the movie where she gets all upset and she leaves. So it's clearly she's not just this completely brainwashed person. And Stefan goes from being, uh, you know, nice guy to being heartless, uh, insane maniac. And they kind of build, you know, some different character uh, arcs for some people. But at that point, I was really hoping that Prince Philip would have had some kind of a spot where he kind of like uh, sided with Maleficent and Aurora. And he was kind of like, yo, look, uh, I'm going to fight against the King's people and I'll go do that. And that'll help you guys escape or something like that. Like he didn't need to save the day. He didn't need to, uh, be the person who kills Stefan or anything like that. But if he could have done something that would have been good. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, just, even if he would have like tripped one of the bad guys or something like that, <laughs> instead of just kind of as opposed to nothing at all, popping up at the ending and being like, "So all that shit done with? Cool. Wanna wanna marry each other?" <laughs> so I don't know. I'm giving him a miss, but um, I actually kind of like the actor that was doing it, Brendan Thwaites. I want to say his name is, and I'd like to see him in other things. I think that's not necessarily his fault that you know the character was kind of like that and they just wrote it that way but he gets a miss from me caitlin hit or miss for uh prince philip miss tom well, like you oh, didn't you wanna... belong in that movie the actor yeah. tom hit or miss just calling him a miss means that at least they tried i think he was just pointless <laughs> like i think like can come like a dud like a misfire or a backfire <laughs> Just completely useless. So, one thing that I want to say that's a complete hit for me, and this isn't dealing with characters and stuff, we kind of knocked out a lot of that already, Um, but this is just something that I didn't expect that I would end up liking, because I didn't even know that it existed. And that's as soon as the end credits go on, they start playing this version of Once Upon a Dream by Lana Del Rey. Now, I like a couple of different Lana, De- Lana Del Rey songs. And as soon as it started playing, I was just like, hmm, this is actually kind of interesting. And apparently I'm not the only person who thought that it was Angelina Jolie that was singing it. Now, according to IMDb, which of course is not the most reliable website in the world, uh, she, Angelina Jolie, personally picked Lana Del Rey to sing this song. And... Maybe that's one of the reasons why, maybe not, I don't know, maybe I'm just speculating, but I thought it was really interesting that they took what 
is typically some kind of a fanciful, you know, uh, optimistic kind of a, a song. And they made it really eerie and dark and depressing and odd. And not that I liked it for that reason specifically, but I think that it's actually a really uh, interesting song. And I've listened to it quite a bit. Now it's over 24 hours since I've seen this movie. But maybe I've listened to it like 10 times or so since then. And I really like that a lot. I liked the score throughout the movie too, but music in general, definitely a hit for me. Caitlin, what do you think about music? Uh, I didn't really pay attention to the music this time. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Go back and listen to that song at some point, and eventually let me know what you think. Tom? Um, for scoring for the movie itself, I didn't really notice it, but I, I guess the end song wasn't that bad. I mean, like you said, it was interesting how they, they could really make it haunting, especially, I guess, the way that... Because Maleficent is a pretty dark story. Um, cause it's really, all of this starts with her love affair gone wrong. So like the lyrics that she walked with him once upon a dream and it's that I know you, but she thought she knew him, but she clearly didn't. Um, I, th- I guess I thought it was interesting, you know, I thought it sounded like Jolie too, to be honest. I could have been convinced it was her. A lot of people seem to have thought that. So I don't yeah. know if they were going for that specifically, but if they were kudos, they pulled it off. Yeah, for sure. I don't. Yeah, I, I really have no idea what they were going for, but it was one of the more interesting components, definitely. I, mean, I guess you... it's not too high of praise considering what I've been talking about this movie for the last hour. But <laughs> did you pay attention to the um, score? Um, not really. I didn't like much of it, but it, to me, this movie lacked a lot of tension, so I didn't. I usually assume that means the score was weak to an extent. So fair enough. I only have one more note that I wanted to bring up, and then I'll be passing it to you guys to throw out some extra stuff, too. Um, the special effects in the 3D. Unimpressive. Totally not worth spending the extra money, in my mind. Not only is it annoying for uh, movie theaters to be charging that much, because it should not be $32 for a small popcorn and two tickets, but I um, don't remember more than one scene in the entire movie that was actually in 3D. Everything else just blended in, and that's not good enough. When I go to see a 3D movie, I expect it to be in 3D, and I expect to see a lot of different stuff that's happening in 3D. And now I'm not saying that they need to play up the 3D angle and show a ton of scenes where the whole point is if you weren't watching it in 3D, it would be terrible, because that's really annoying. And a lot of the movies that I've seen recently... It couldn't have mattered whatsoever if it was 3D or not. Captain America, I saw it, the non-3D version, not a single time throughout the whole movie did I think, oh man, I should have seen this in 3D. And maybe that's even for the benefit. Spider-Man, some good 3D stuff. X-Men, I really couldn't tell. Um, And I saw RoboCop in uh, non-3D and didn't miss it at all. So this would have been a movie where if I wouldn't have seen this in 3D it would have been the exact same movie for me. So, Unimpressed should probably get nominated for special effects because there's probably not going to be that much that is competition for it. But, damn sure should not win. Miss for me. Caitlin? I am usually against 3D movies. The price you mentioned, yeah, it's really expensive. And mostly movies don't really go into too much 3D detail. So... I would never actually see a movie in 3D. 
think it's a big waste. It really seems like it has been a big waste the last couple times I've seen them. And really, like thirteen fifty. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I remember yeah, when I used to fifty to see a movie. God damn it, too old. Tom. Yeah, I, I I've really just given up on three D. Mostly ever since Avatar failed to impress me, and that's supposed to be kind of the bastion of. 3D filmmaking, I, I just gave up on it because I don't, I don't really think it adds too much and it sounds like I didn't really miss anything. So I, I, I can't even say I tried. Alright, well that knocks out all the stuff that I had planned on talking about. So I'm sure there are some other things that we can mention as well. Um, Caitlin, do you have any uh, topics you want to throw out there that we'll go back and forth about? Uh, not really. I think we mentioned basically everything. Like, What would be uh, your cast choice? For each character, I guess. Gotta go with Angelina Jolie on that. She nailed that. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Tom? Um, for Maleficent, I mean, like I said, I read somewhere she was just born for that part. I could have seen, like, um, maybe the girl that played Hit Girl for um, Aurora, just to try to have someone with a little more character, a little more spunk. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I thought they could have definitely chosen a better actress for Aurora. I, I, mean, like I thought she wasn't – I didn't think she was gorgeous, which I guess is a nice sentiment. Um, but, again, I think she just had no script to work with either. So it's hard It's hard to really like her for any reason. So it's hard It's hard to even pick a cast for that. But I thought everybody else was – I mean, I thought um, – I'm blanking on his name. The guy from District 9 who played Stefan. If I, had, I didn't know he was in that movie. And if I knew before I went into it, I would have thought he was a strange choice. But he was excellent. Yeah, if you would have said to me he's playing some kind of a former love interest who turns into a king or whatever, I would have been like, the creepy looking guy? Is this an yeah. alien? Is he turned into an alien in this one too? But, but he pulled that off. Um, I'm really at a loss to figure out who I would recast for anybody else. Like yeah, you guys I, were saying. I really the, think my biggest beefs were with the script, not with any other real performances. I mean, even because it's even kind of unfair to blame the fairies because they just had nothing to work with when they were on screen. You know what? Maybe I would, yeah. Maybe I would replace them. Um, but I like to what? Like for what reason? Like they didn't even have anything to do. I mean, <laughs> who makes a really good? I mean, the mom from Precious. Who makes a good neglectful fairy godmother? <laughs> I, you know, I, now I'm at the point where I think that um, some wait, of the wait, only wait. things. <laughs> Just put Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah, might as well. That's neglectful enough. Well, see, now I'm thinking what we need to get into when it comes to the fan cast ter- uh, territory. We got to bring back that Danny DeVito and Sam Jackson. <laughs> yeah, they definitely yeah. need to be in this movie. We could get I Timothy mean, Spall. He could be one of the uh, dwarf I think things. Nick Cage would love to be the king. Nick Cage would love to be freaking anything in this movie. Or even, you know, you know who would be the king? I bet Liam Neeson would have done it. That guy's doing anything these days. <laughs> you know, even if you may, if we had someone in the king's army that was like kind of like in the Gestapo, you could probably get Robert De Niro. That guy's just flushing his credentials down the toilet. Uh, well, if we had to get somebody who's in a Gestapo, we got to get the guy who's playing uh, Baron von Strucker. Because now yeah, it looks like he's only playing that go. character. That would be pretty, uh, pretty interesting, though. If anybody has any other suggestions for who could play Maleficent. At the very least. The only one I could have seen was um, who was the one from? Hang on, Kate Blanchett. Oh God, no. 
Yeah. Only I because I think she's like, she just looks like a bitch to me. <laughs> but apparently she... So something I wanted to bring up. Apparently she is the um, wicked aunt, whatever it is, in uh, the Cinderella movie next summer. Makes sense. Because if it wasn't going to be her, it was going to be Tilda Swinton. Because <laughs> they play the same character and everything. Yeah, pretty much. I could have lived with Idina Menzel as Maleficent. Oh, there you go. Who is that? Idina Menzel. Or, mm. wait, well, what did, uh, what was the spoof of her name? Uh, Adeline Asim? Yeah. She, she sang all those songs you love from Frozen, Tony. <laughs> yeah, her name's not ringing a bell, so it must be because of that. She, she's mostly on Broadway. Uh, did you see um, Enchanted? Nope. Oh, come on. <laughs> now, well, now I look like the idiot. You didn't see Enchanted, other guy? <laughs> Haven't seen Wicked, haven't seen... Uh, yeah, she made a name for it. She was in Rent. I think she was in a movie of Rent as well. Haven't seen yeah. the movie Rent, haven't seen the play Rent. Don't play oh Rent. Oh my god. <laughs> Never rented anything. Yeah, haven't rented a movie in a long time. Rent's the one about Blockbuster, right? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Rent's on Netflix, you need to go watch it. Do I really have to? Because I watched Chicago and I hated it. No, you need to watch Rent. It's and way I'm, better. I did My Fair Lady in high school and couldn't stand that either. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stand being there. <laughs> no. This is something for the people that uh, are interested in the Broadway stuff and why we don't do that much on um, fanboys. My experience with My Fair Lady, literally, I went in for the audition. I had done plays before in high school. I went in and I said to them, is there any way I can get a part where I don't sing? And they went, What? We didn't cast you in anything yet. I'm like, oh, you're going to cast me in something, I know. But can I just please not get a fucking singing one? Because I really don't want to. Like, Tree number four. We don't even know if you can sing or not. I'm like, I know I can't sing. And I don't want to sing. Everybody else is like, oh, I hope I get the lead singer and stuff. No, just give it to them. I don't want it. <laughs> and I get the casting uh, call sheet back later. And it's like, Tony Mango, Doolittle four songs or whatever I'm like son of a bitch Dude, chorus yes. teachers love when people take interest it doesn't matter if it's for the wrong reasons <laughs> i'm like uh guys can i like not sing during my songs <laughs> so i am not uh, a follower of musicals for the most part and well, i saw I spider-man on broadway and now i know not to trust anything from nerd culture adapted into the onto the stage hey Spider-Man you ever seen Broadway. Holy Musical Batman? No, but I'm still recovering. Spider-Man was so bad, you guys. It was just so bad. You guys ever heard of Star Kid? Yes. Okay, you need to go watch Holy Musical Batman and a very Potter musical. The Potter one was good. I saw that one. I say foreshadowing a lot in the theater now. Foreshadowing? <laughs> so, really- I just looked up that Adina Menzel... Mm-hmm. I could see it. She looks really familiar, but I don't know who she looks similar to. So whoever she looks similar to, I could see her play the part too. <laughs> um, they gave Jolie an EP credit on this too, and we were mentioning off the air that one of her daughters was in it. So I wonder how much of this was her spurring this to get this put out onto screen. Well, hasn't she been kind of inactive lately? I th- I thought so for the last couple of years, and this was her biggest opener ever. Really? Yeah. Huh. 
I mean, she did what? She did Salt like two years ago. It even beat out like Tomb Raider. I think so. That might have been that might have been worldwide though, because it, it did pretty good money overseas. Hmm. Yeah, she might have just been approaching this as like a labor of love, and uh, that would have explained why she was such a big part of it and everything. I feel like I saw the first pictures for this last summer. Well, I lost track. I had no idea when I saw it. But... Yeah, everything rolls out so quick anymore, but I wouldn't be surprised. At, speaking of this, is complete side note when it comes to it, but uh, they ran a little commercial ahead of time for the Blu-ray of the Lego movie, and one of the people sitting around me in the audience for Maleficent just said, didn't that just come out like last month? <laughs> so, that's the culture we live in now, where it's like, I, I don't even remember when that did come out, but that, I think that came out in like November or so. And uh, things come out so quick, you lose track of it. And well, the thing is, they ask you to buy the ticket don't. if you want to, like, it's something like buy the ticket for 10 bucks or get the ticket and you'll have pre ordered the Blu ray for 30. Hmm. Like, they try to do it right there. Like, you haven't even seen the thing yet. Yeah. It's a strange. I know there, there was a good time, like, 2009, people thought theaters were on the way out. And they're still kicking. Yeah, still kicking. So is the Pirate Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Tom, any uh, other topics you want to throw out there for us to talk about? Um, I was just going to say, the one thing that's kind of interesting to me is the rise of the sort of gritty, uh, modernized princess genre. Which So you had Alice in Wonderland in like 2008 with uh, Johnny Depp not playing a character inspired by Keith Richards. And that made pretty good money. I know they're doing a sequel for that. Then we had Snow White and the Huntsman last year. Then we had Maleficent this year. And then before my movie, I saw an incredibly underwhelming teaser trailer for Cinderella, which comes out next summer, which I'm actually, and I'm probably one of the few men saying this, I'm actually kind of excited for that movie because the guy who played Rob Stark in Game of Thrones is playing Prince Charming. Who's playing um, Cinderella? I have no idea. But Kate Planchett's the bad guy. So you'll like it for that. Um, a guy in this one, strange. too. It's an interesting little genre seeing pop up. Um, Especially at the end of Maleficent, we didn't really talk about it. Oh, so Tony, you never got to be enlightened. Um, we're just going to go spoiler crazy here for a second, if that's cool. Does somebody um, freeze at the end of uh, Frozen? Well, the, the <laughs> sister gets cursed, and the only way to break the curse is a true love's kiss. So she's like, essentially, she turns into rogue. She, her, like, her hair is like slowly getting more and more white, and they're um, she gets racing less and to less get her back time to her, the movie this guy goes. that proposed to her. And essentially, she gets there, and the guy's like, nah, I was just kidding. I don't really like you. And she freezes, and but only True Love's kiss can save her. So her sister gives her a kiss on the cheek, and it wakes her up. Hmm. And everyone's like, "Oh, it's so heartwarming," because it's like you know, people who say that Disney gives women a dis- uh, kind of a false view of the world. Like, look, it's the power of family, and like love can exist like that too. And then Maleficent, it was just the same thing. So I was like really disappointed, but I guess it's it's it. It's a, again, like I said, with uh, Snow White and with this one, there's kind of a couple cool little action scene CGI things that I guess I'm kind of interested in seeing uh, Cinderella, especially because one of my favorite Disney characters is Gus Gus the Fat Mouse. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was, it's strange seeing that this thing's kind of ramping up like the superhero uh, genre is. Well, what are your thoughts about that, Caitlin? Do you think that these movies are a positive, negative, good or bad, depending on the movie, that kind of thing? I mean, it's definitely positive. And I really like how Disney's 
going more for uh right they're straying away from the prince charming whole thing they're really giving the female more power I haven't seen any of these movies except for Maleficent. I didn't see Snow White and the Huntsman. I haven't seen that. Um, uh, God, what's so what it? have you seen? <laughs> I Where's keep watching been? other stuff. You should. In Snow White, what's, Kristen Stewart was amazing. In Snow White, she made that face. You know that one she makes the whole time. Oh yeah, that's right, Kristen Stewart. Really impressive. Yeah, I'm sure she pulled that off really well. Well, actually, Chris Hemsworth was kind of cool in that. He's the he's the huntsman, so just dude with a lot of axes. What is that other movie that had, um, I keep wanting to call it, uh, Little Red Riding Hood, but it wasn't called that. It was called, like, Red Riding Hood or something it like that. It was, like, some oh, portmanteau or something like that. Just Red? red? I, maybe. I, but, I think that might have been, it might have just been called Red or something. Or maybe I'm just thinking of, uh, the Bruce Willis movie. No, it was, it was called Red Riding Hood with Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. I didn't see that one either, but, uh, that's another one that seems like it's kind of in this genre. That was like um, a pretty. You do all day that you're not seeing any of these movies. Fanboys work. <laughs> that was supposed to be a pretty big bomb, though. Yeah, that movie. Well, it had a forty-two million dollar budget, and it, well, uh, an alleged forty-two million dollar budget, and it made eighty-nine million. Well, you know that's a bomb nowadays. Well, they've already done this whole thing. I mean, for, Once Upon a Time's going to what? It's fourth season. Yep. And Grimm got renewed, so this modernization of the, the classic fairy tales and stuff, I guess, is its own burgeoning thing. I just wish they would do fables instead of all this other Disney stuff. Well, what would you want to see out of those? Well, I was talking about fables, the Bill Willingham comic book series. If anyone hasn't read that, it's it's essentially, there was a strange thing where ABC called Bill Willingham, who writes a series about um, all the public domain characters like Snow White, um, all the Snow White, Pinocchio, Cinderella, so all the Disney princesses who are all public domain, as well as a bunch of like um, folklore people, like the Big Bad Wolf, are chased out of their magical lands and set up shop in New York, and it's like their story, and then why they got chased out of the homelands. So Disney hired him to write a pilot. Then they took his script, kind of fired him, and said, no, nah, we're not doing this anymore. And then two years, Once Upon a Time came out <laughs> without his attachment. I'll give that guy. That, guy, he's a, that guy's got a lot of class because he didn't, didn't shoot Disney out or anything. He just kind of rolled with it. Now they're making a game and someone's talking about doing a movie because it's a Vertigo property. So it could be a DC movie. Oh, so it won't happen? What? If it's a DC movie, then it won't happen. <laughs> Who, know- Who knows at this point? I can't even begin to speculate at this point because I just have <laughs> no idea what they're up to. So wrapping this all up here, our final thoughts. Movies, a hit or a miss overall. Caitlin? Hit. Moral of the story. Venge is sweet, but magic is better. Tom? Uh, complete and utter miss. What? Um, lady gets really screwed over by society and then creepily stalks an infant that's neglected by her uh, impromptu parents, and then she just kind of decides to make up when her wings are magically reattached. Just to- I think it's such a miss because they really set up an interesting premise. They found a take on Maleficent that could have been cool, and now, unless we get the movie we've been talking about made, we're never going to see it. And I'm going to go just barely out of my comfort middle zone here. I'm going to say if I have to pick, which those are the rules that I put out for my own thing, so damn Somebody past says. Tony. 
very minimal hit. Oh, come on! <laughs> the reason why is I went into this movie not wanting to see the movie. I thought that it was going to be a complete waste of time. I uh, was not really expecting to like anything about it. I thought at the most maybe I would kind of like one scene or scenes or something and I'd walk away and just kind of be like, Ugh, yeah, total waste. That was a bomb. And I liked more of it than I thought that I was going to. Um, I think if you go into this movie as a Disney fan, you're either going to love it or hate it, depending upon your reaction to stuff. Uh, I, I'm a big enough James Bond fan and uh, comic book fan and a lot of these other kind of movies and stuff where I will go into those expecting certain things. And if it doesn't live up to that, that'll make the movie worse. So there's probably a big group of Disney people that are going into this and they're going, that's not what happens in Sleeping Beauty. Fuck this movie. Because I would do the same thing whenever, you know, I watch Spider-Man 3 and it's like, this is garbage. That doesn't happen in the comic books. And, you know, so it's kind of a hit or miss depending on how you go into it, I think. And if you are looking for something just for something to do, it's a good enough hit. If you are really in the mood to watch a good movie, nah, that's a miss. But... You know, I'm in an optimistic mood. I'm going to give it that little bit of an edge towards a hit. And we are interested in to hear what you guys have to say about that. Tell us all the different stuff that we talked about today, what you think about it, whether you've got some casting decisions that you want to throw out there for uh, if they ever had another version where it wasn't Angelina Jolie, or if you want to see some other people play uh, alongside Danny DeVito and Sam Jackson for the Trolls. Tell us if you like the Trolls, by the way. Uh, and back Caitlin up on those, whether or not they're cute or a little pain in the asses. <laughs> Weird, Furby, Dolby <laughs> crap. <laughs> Tell us if you like the uh, trees, if you like the action, if you like the special effects. If you didn't like any of that stuff as well, leave those comments below. Tell us your thoughts on that. Tell us if you think it's a hit or a miss. And uh, That'll be it for our review point here. One last thing of business to take care of per usual. And that's going to go around and give out some plugs. So Tom, what's going on right now that you want people to check out? Um, just that I'm a regular contributor to fanboysanonymous.com and I'm also an editor for a film review website. So if you kind of like this review, uh, they do reviews like this, but they go a little deeper into the story and stuff like that. It's real deal, real spelled like the movie. Haha. R E E L real deal blog.com. And Caitlin? I got nothing. <laughs> Doing nothing with my life. <laughs> Someone please hire me. <laughs> Seriously. Well, per usual, guys, check out everything else that's coming your way from Fanboys Anonymous. Everybody else is going to be writing about different stuff. We always have more movie reviews coming out. Another episode of Review Point is going to be coming up next month. Not 100% sure what we're going to be reviewing, but we are eventually going to try to review transformers we're going to try to review guardians of the galaxy we're going to do another episode of fan tracks we're going to do more group meetings we usually have our for real movie club our other podcasts such as the dace man show and the game of thrones podcast sand and snow all this stuff you guys can check out on fanboysanonymous.com you can subscribe on itunes and stitcher as well like the facebook page follow the twitter account so on and so forth. On behalf of everyone on the panel, as well as all the fanboys and fangirls that couldn't be here tonight, 
thank you for listening and shooting the breeze with us. We hope you had fun. And that'll be it. I'm Tony Mango, and I'm a fanboy. See you next time, everybody.